are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how Lily Zhao on the show today for Zhao you doing we're going to talk all kinds of fun stuff from the Packers playing their guys to the Vikings game to what's going on with the injured guys and how to fit all of this stuff in a lot to get to on the show today let's start here what do we want to see from the Packers on Sunday other than nobody getting hurt And to me, this starts and ends with Jordan Love. And and there are plenty of other little like side things that I want to see. Of course, you want to see David Bakhtiari get some reps and Jair Alexander, if he can be out there, get some reps and Randall Cobb back with this offense and and everyone at full strength. Of course, ideally, that was the phrase that Matt LaFleur used. In an ideal world, you'd love to see that. They can't control that stuff. So let's just put that aside, and and it is evident. We know. The Packers would love to see it. You would literally love to see it, right? The Jordan Love part of this, though, is within their control. They decide how this game looks for him. And I went back and watched... Some of the, the well, all of the throws from the Kansas City game. And I was reminded of some of the issues that were there, some of just like miscommunications, some bad decision making by offensive linemen, uh, you know, some some protections botched probably by Jordan Love, some botched by offensive linemen. Um, there were some some miscommunications, quarterback and receiver. And there was a game plan. This was the biggest problem to me, a game plan that did not fit the circumstances and and that Matt LaFleur did not adjust until late, late in the game. And by that point, it was too late. You're going to have your Aaron Rodgers game plan. I don't want to see the Aaron Rodgers game plan for Jordan Love whenever he plays. I assume the Packers starters are going to play a quarter to a half max. That means Jordan Love in the second half. I want to see the full Matt LaFleur. I want to see, don't be weird. I want to see the maximal version of under center run game, under center hard play action, shot play, jet motion, uh, zone read, leak. I want to see throwbacks. I want to see All of the stuff that I know is in that arsenal for Matt LaFleur that we saw in Tennessee that's part of the Kyle Shanahan offense. I want to see that. The stuff that we saw in Atlanta with with Matt Ryan. I don't want to see Jordan Love running the Aaron Rodgers offense because he's not Aaron Rodgers. No one is. And he's just not experienced enough at this point to be doing that stuff. I want to see what this offense would look like with Jordan Love at the helm. 
And Jason Hershorn wrote about this at The Leap today. This is a showcase game for the Packers. Because Jordan Love, if if Aaron Rodgers does in fact come back, the Packers might have some decisions to make on Jordan Love. And there are going to be a lot of teams who could have interest in Jordan Love. The Browns might need a quarterback. The Seahawks might need a quarterback. Who knows what's going to go on with Las Vegas? Uh, Who knows what's going to go on with Miami? Are they going to stick with Tua if they can't get to Sean Watson? Where do they go from there? There are plenty of teams who need quarterbacks. And Pittsburgh has absolutely no succession plan after Ben Roethlisberger. There have been, you know, hard eyes made at Aaron Rodgers. But if Rodgers is going to stay, they need someone else. Could it be someone like Jordan Love? We've seen this movie before. Matt Flynn went out through six touchdown passes against, guess what? The Detroit Lions and parlayed that into a nice contract with the Seattle Seahawks and a chance to be their starting quarterback. Now a chance that he lost to Russell Wilson, but he lost it to one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. It worked out pretty well for Seattle. And the Packers, by the way, don't care. Do not care. Absolutely do not care. You want to see him succeed. I will continue to believe that the Packers' game plan for the Chiefs like Aaron Rodgers is going to play. They found out on Wednesday Rodgers wasn't going to play. And I don't think they changed that much from their plan. Now, LaFleur said, you know, they they there were certain calls they couldn't make. They needed basically things that were installed in camp. So not much game-specific stuff could be put in. If Rodgers is going to play a half, I want to see some pretty simple stuff in there. Core, core concepts executed well. You score 14, you score 17, you score 20. Get out, score 21, even better. And you get Jordan Love in there in the second half. And and it doesn't just benefit you because you get to showcase love and you get to evaluate love. All of these things that are really important to the future of this franchise. If for no other reason, then it could be uh, the chance for them to move on, to trade him or for another team to see him or for them to say, hey, we actually feel really good about this guy. And so if Rodgers is going to waffle, he's going to flip-flop, he's going to pull a, a late career Brett Favre and retire and then try and unretire. No, we feel good about this guy now. You want to have some stuff for him. And I that's what I want to see. I want to see what what Matt LaFleur has in his bag. And and this was brought up to me on Twitter yesterday. Someone suggested that what the the Kansas City game showed is that Aaron Rodgers undoes mistakes made by Matt LaFleur. And in a way, that's right. But they're not mistakes. Aaron Rodgers can make Matt LaFleur right because of everything he can do at the line of scrimmage. He can read fronts and read coverages and know what's coming and say, okay, this play, not going to work. We got to get out of it. We got to get to this other thing. That's more than just the kill to the other play. It's not, okay, not outside zone, but outside zone into boot play action. He can do more. He can just say, we're killing this play and, and we're running a whole different play. Or I've got an adjustment to Devontae Adams on this. He's going to run a different route and it's six. Rodgers being able to do that is not an indictment of Matt LaFleur. But I want to see Matt LaFleur flex his muscles a little bit. And say, oh, I'm going to scheme up this stuff. Understanding the Lions are not going to be blitzing to win the way the Chiefs did. This is going to be a much more um, 
neutral setting for Jordan Love to be evaluated in. And, and that doesn't mean it's better because if you can blitz the daylights out of him, then every team is going to blitz the daylights out of him until he proves that you're going to do something else. He was, after rewatching it, better than I remembered against KC. Now, there were still some mistakes, but some also some stupid stuff. I mean, the, the Packers fumbled the punt uh, that hit uh, Malik Taylor. Um, that, that that gave Kansas City great field position. They fumbled the snap when Jordan Love was getting ready to snap it, wanted to change something, whether it was a protection or an audible. But the call was, this is something that, that J.T. O'Sullivan pointed out in his quarterback school, the call was the foot. You know, you have the step, the silent count. And instead of saying easy, easy, he, he stepped forward to say that. And Lucas Patrick thinks that's the call, snapped it, and it turns into a fumble. Those kinds of things have to be cleaned up. Can't do that. And we saw it in this last game when Jordan got to get in at the end. Um, he had an out route to MVS on third down. Kind of skittish footwork. Didn't, didn't plant and throw. Didn't make an accurate throw. Well, you go back and you watch against the Chiefs. He makes a couple stick throws on out routes. On straight drops. Good footwork. Clean footwork. Feet in the ground, bang. Now he's coming in cold. Um, and I don't I don't mean literally, although it was very cold. You know, no game prep really, and not expecting to play in all likelihood. He has to come in and and it's a different mindset. He was much cleaner with his footwork against KC. I want to see some of that evolution too. If if Detroit does decide to bring zero pressure or you know, some of this simulated pressure, how does he react to it? Probably won't be with Devontae Adams. Probably won't be with Marquez Valdez-Scanling. And that might be to his um, his advantage. Because he's practiced plenty with Equinemius St. Brown. And he's practiced with Juwan Winfrey, who he threw a nice little RPO shot to uh, in the game against Minnesota. Amari Rodgers, same thing. I want to see Amari Rodgers in this game get some work. That would be great. But this is this is to me about two people. Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love. I want to see them put together a game plan and, and Matt LaFleur put together a plan for Love with the understanding that they can put all kinds of stuff on tape just to screw with opposing defenses, stuff that they would never run with Aaron Rodgers. Boot action, zone read, stuff that they're just not going to play, stuff that are core Shanahan concepts, not let's say McCarthy concepts, but our tr traditional West Coast concepts. Uh, more Mike Shanahan, less Mike Holmgren. And because I think that's what the offense would be more with Jordan Love. You'd see a little bit more of what, you know, the Vikings are with Kirk Cousins, what Jimmy Garoppolo and, and the 49ers are. Under center runs, hard play action, shot play. I mean, they didn't have a chance to even take a shot play, but they also didn't really do it. Under center Hard play action into a shot. Where was that? It's not something that the Packers have done a lot with Aaron Rodgers this year, in part because I think they, they're not super confident in the protections. But I want to see them do that. I want to see Jordan Love take some shots deep. We haven't really seen him throw a deep post or a seven-step go route or a hard play action deep over. We haven't really had him to, had to see him do that. And those are the kinds of things that, that I really want to see because that's where his arm talent can really shine. He's got the ability to drop these deep throws in on absolute dimes. 
I mean, just put it in a mailbox. But he, he hasn't been given that opportunity. No, no, none of this is to say that I think he's you know going to be an all-world player. We got to see it. I want to see him. I want to I want to see him get that chance so we really find out and know what he is. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today. No kidding. I almost had two. And then I was just like, okay, you got to you got to chill out and not because they're bad for you. That's the best thing about this. I could have had two and and not felt guilty at all. It was more about making sure my supply was in order. Because I have finite built bars. Sure, I can order more, but then I have to order more. These things are so delicious. And again, you don't feel bad about having, let's say, a second one because low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, but high in protein and high in fiber. And and what more do you want? What more do you want from food? And the cool thing is they have these built bites. That was why I was almost like, oh, let me have more because these bites are smaller. It is just, it's two or three bites and they come in great flavors. I got coconut almond, I got double chocolate and they are so good. They might as well be candy, but they're not. They taste like candy, but they are actually good for your body. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off at built.com. And I want to thank everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of the day. Start your day every day with us and with Locked on Packers. It's done. It's a wrap. The number one seed Green Bay Packers and our number one seed, Lily Zhao, here for another edition of Zhao You Doing. Lily, a week where we thought we would talk about nothing, a week where we thought we would probably just mess around and have some fun because it was going to be Jordan Love Week and maybe we'd talk about that. It looks like these guys are going to play. Zhao You Doing. Peter, I'm doing great. Uh, it was just fun being back at Lambeau for that game. Um, and it just was like, you know, the penultimate Lambeau Field frozen tundra experience. So glad they got the win. Glad they got that out of the way, you know, and then we can talk about positive things and they have, a, they have the number one seat locked up. So always good to talk about winning and and the pack doing well. So I'm doing great. So how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I do have to ask how your toes are doing. Are they like unthawed yet or are we are we okay luckily uh we were able to do all our work from indoors so i'm good um but walking to the car to and from the car was just i think my face froze off it was freezing so you know there was that shot of those guys who were shirtless and i'm like i don't know how you guys do it i would i can tell you uh brandy a lot of it a lot of alcohol yeah, well, you and you and Tim Van Voren are pros, so you did the smart thing and stayed inside, and um, that that is luckily where where I was as well inside watching all of that. When you heard Aaron Rodgers say, "We're going to play," I intend to play. How su- I was shocked, frankly. How surprised were you? What was your reaction? Oh, I I think I had a different reaction. I think I well I. I was expecting him to say he wasn't going to play, but I figured other starters would play. But I guess if you're going to lump everybody together, why not have Rogers play if Devontae's going to be out there? And, you know, Devontae's one going to want to beat Jordy Nelson's single season team record. So that's on the right. line for him, just 21 more yards. But I do think that it would probably benefit, you know, these guys to get out there for at least a couple of series, a quarter. We don't really know what Matt LaFleur is going to do, but, you know, I do feel like being out there again, just to get your, just to get some reps in before you take a big chunk of time off is, is beneficial. But 
Um, you know, I do, you know, Rogers is like, I don't need to play, but I expect to play. Um, so I, which is such a Rogers answer. I don't, I don't need to practice. I like to practice. I don't, he just got to remind you that he's doing you a favor a little bit. Right. Like I'm playing for you. Right. (laughs) And, and look, listen, we enjoy watching him play. So I will never look a gift horse in the mouse when it mouth, when it comes to that, I won't look a gift horse in the mouse either. Not that I know how, (laughs) how I could do that. Um, but so. This was a game against the Vikings that we got Sean Mannion. And no matter how much Chris Collinsworth tried to talk up Sean Mannion, it's still Sean Mannion. Still, I was I was pleased with what the defense did. Do you, do you think there's actual real takeaways here from, from this defense? Or is it are you chalking it up too well? They were playing a backup quarterback. And if they had Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen, this game would have been different. I think it's a little bit of a mix of both. I do think it would have been beneficial for this defense to have faced Kirk Cousins and, you know, the test there mm. with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Um, not to say they didn't do a good job. They did the job that they were expected to do against a guy like Sean Mannion, who, you know, no offense, they should have done that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it would have behooved them to have a bigger challenge before kind of, you know, arresting a bunch of their guys in week 18, but you know what you play who you get to play. So they made the most out of it, but you know, I do think it was really encouraging. They were, you know, this is a Vikings team that had a chance to, you know, prolong the Packers chances of winning the top seed. And honestly, it's like, I felt like this team laid down early in the first quarter, there really was no fight from them. So it was a little bit different, but I feel like the defense really took charge on first down and, you know, being able to really win first down was kind of how they got, multiple three and outs with this Vikings offense. So I think they still play well, despite I guess the level of competition they were facing. Yeah. Five straight three and outs at one point. And it did feel like by the end of the first half, it was just over. And Rodgers talked about it. Like teams will, will break a little sooner because they have that excuse. And and he brought up the cold as, as being a new incentive this year, because they didn't get the Lambo weather. They didn't get the feels like six or whatever it was on Sunday night. And maybe they'll get that this time around. I was thinking about this as you were talking, you mentioned the test and I was big last week going, I don't, I don't think they need to be tested. I, I, I didn't believe in that, but do you think the fact that they got Sean Mannion and not Kirk cousins? And I mentioned no Adam Thielen. Do you think that that affected Rogers decision to say, I want to play against the lions. Like they basically got this, half test this week, it would be better to have had a stiffer test. And so now this week, just to stay sharp, we should play. I think that's, I think that's probably a good point to say, right? Because, you know, you're essentially playing a team that, you know, gave up the first half. They don't have their starting quarterback. It just was like, we're just here just to, you know, play a game and get out of here with, with a loss, uh, on the Vikings side. So, you know, I do feel like there's a little bit of that where, you know, they're like, why not play? You know, we're going to be sitting for, you know, a good chunk of time. They earned that bye week and why not get your legs under you for, you know, series or a quarter or however they want to divvy it up. So I, I do think that the quality, I shouldn't say the quality, but having to face Sean Mannion in that offense, you know, it wasn't a stiff test, like Kirk cousins, like the first time we saw them playing week 11, it was, a complete 180 from that team that we saw earlier this year. So yeah, I do feel like that was, that probably went into his decision of, you know, I, I do want to play week 18. Yeah. I think, I think there are certainly things that they can gain from playing in this game. Um, and, and even if it's just, Hey, we're going to put together a killer plan in the script, the first 20, first 25, go out, want to start fast, get up 14, nothing or, or 17, nothing, and then get everyone out. Like if that's the goal, great, go out, all gas, no break for the first quarter and a half, and then let Jordan Love and Malik Taylor and Equinemius St. Brown take over. 
the idea though of these injured players coming back, I think that had to have played into this too, right? Because like if if David Bakhtiari is going to play in the playoffs and Randall Cobb and Jair Alexander, they've had these long layoffs. You want to get them regular season snaps. But what you don't want to do is put David Bakhtiari out there with Jordan Love. You don't really want to put Randall Cobb out there with Jordan Love. And that's no shot at Jordan Love. It's just like, it's it's not the same. It seems silly to put Bakhtiari out there to protect the backup QB. Not that you don't want to protect all the QB. So how much do you think that played a role in saying, hey, let's get everyone, let's get the band back together and just get some reps and then get to the bye. Right. I think that's also a really good point that you made there because, you know, when you have those those Pro Bowl guys potentially coming back to play against the Lions, it's why not get everybody who's in the ones, just have them be cohesive for as long as they are out on the field together. Um, why not kind of get a picture of this is what this team could potentially look like in the playoffs? So I do agree with the fact that, you know, if you're going to have David back in, if you're going to have Jair back in, why not just have them run with all the ones and then just kind of see, all right, this is kind of what we expected this team to look like when these guys were not injured and for playoff time. So I think that's a really good point. Um, and also it's just going to be, you know, fun to see David out, hopefully out there, you know, blocking for Rogers and, and just seeing how he meshes with this new O-line. Cause it's been so many guys in and out this year. I don't, I don't think Rogers would have said what he said after the game about getting the guys back. If he didn't genuinely think they were going to come back. I just don't think he's the kind of guy who would essentially throw them under the bus if they can't go out there. I mean, he said, I don't think I'm, t- I'm telling tales out of school. One of my favorite idioms mm-hmm. by, by saying this, you you put too much pressure on them to come back by saying that if you don't believe they will come back. And he, I mean, I was a little taken aback when he was like, Randall Cobb's coming back. Like, obviously he's coming back and was a little more, He's a little more stilted on the Bakhtiari and, and Jair Alexander, which seems weird because Jaw's been practicing for two weeks. Um, I, I just, I thought that part of it stood out to me anyway. Yeah. And, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is such a smart guy. In fact, you know, like cerebrally where he's not going to just say something to say it, there's gotta be a reason and, and behind it. So I do feel like when he's saying all this, it's obviously he's there. Oh, coin of the jar, you know, he's there with the team. He knows what's going on. So, you know, you, you have to believe that when he's saying these things, that it's probably going to be a certainty. Um, and it, I will say Randall comes back. It's, it's been miraculous considering he just had surgery. What, like it feels like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so having him back, having David back, I mean, they're going to get everybody hopefully healthy for this playoff run. But, you know, again, to your point, it's, he's not saying all this just to say it. So there's gotta be a big reason behind it. As you look around the NFC, um, there, there are things to play for seedings, um, to, to still be adjudicated. And in fact, I think the NFC West division title is still up for grabs. Um, do you, th- do you, will you be watching the seedings closely, which is another way of saying, do you think it matters that much who the seeds are, uh, when it comes to Packers matchups? I think it's important to see kind of, you know, who's facing who that week. And then you can, you know, kind of get from that. Who could the Packers potentially be playing right. when they come back? And that's, I guess, important. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's they're going to get who they get and they have no say in it. But it's also fun to watch. Oh, let's just talk about this scenario. of Could they be facing Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys? Right. We see that. Oh, it's great for us. It's great from right. a content standpoint. But do you think it actually matters in terms of like, do you think there are a team or two where you just go, Ooh, it would be nice to avoid that team until the NFC Championship game because I used to think that team was the Bucks. I I just really don't see it. Like I I just think Green Bay is the best team right now. 
Yeah. And, and we've always talked about, you know, they still haven't put together, I guess their best game. And, you know, it, you know, that could have been against the Vikings, but didn't Sean, Mannion. Own, Sean Mannion, you know, <laughs> slow start first quarter, but they figured stuff out. Um, it is, I know the Packers, I think are the most complete team and they haven't played that game where they've just kind of whooped somebody's ass. Oop, whoop somebody's butt. Can you no, believe we're it? keeping it in? Okay. Um, where they've just been dominant. Um, and I think that hopefully could be coming, but like you said, it's, it's, I do feel like the bucks are still going to be a threat. I mean, there, a lot of those guys are injured. It's still Tom Brady. Like I still have this feeling that despite the fact that they have not looked great and they lost a lot of key guys, it's still Tom Brady. I'm like, it can't really rule out until the bucks have lost. So I think that's fair. Um, by the way, this is the internet, Lily. You can curse on here. It's not TV. Um, so uh, we won't, we won't tell anyone, um, but everyone will, this is not a secret. Everyone gets to see it. Um, so if, if you were an NFL player and you got a bye week what would you do? Spark question. I, I think if you're like, you know, in the zone, which I you know believe these guys are, you know, I, I would still go through a regular week of just getting your body right, training, whatever, taking, you know, a couple of days just to relax. But you no, know, these guys aren't flying off to Cabo or they're not flying off to some exotic location. I, you know, I think they're all zoned in. They're going to hopefully stay in town and get rested and, and get these injured guys back. But I think there's a lot of TV watching, seeing what else is kind of <laughs> stirring around the NFC. I'm, guys are playing video games, I would assume. Um, I think just getting some R&R would be key. That's what of- I would a lot of HBO Max. I think if yeah. you're if you're like private plane veteran guy like Rogers, maybe yeah. you go back to Malibu. Uh, but I think yeah, I think you're right. I think most people are just are just hanging out at home. Someone, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little reckless and just throw this at you. Someone brought this idea up to me that the Packers should. Hmm. I, I don't think they could do this without breaking rules, but let me just throw this to you <laughs> in a, in a hypothetical sense Okay. of the, of the guys who are vaccinated, this, the suggestion was made to have a gathering like a chicken pox party and have everyone get COVID during the bye week <laughs> And because everyone's vaccinated and and whatever, that they're they're probably going to be okay, and then they will be safe for the postseason. This is this is where we are with this, Lily. This is what people are saying. Like this is this is incredible. But this is this is like people really do this with chickenpox. By the way, like the the COVID thing is is still a concern, and I I don't think we can forget that. Right. It's a big concern because, you know, when you've looked at the the list of guys that have already had it on the Packers, you know, I mean, I shouldn't say luckily, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Jair is now on the COVID list. Uh, you look at these Kenny key Clark, guys. Kenny Clark, Devontae Campbell. Right. You look at these guys that have had it and you're like, okay, they should be fine. Not saying they can't get it again. That's not, you can't just not get COVID multiple times. So it could happen again, but these guys are, you know, hopefully quote unquote got the antibodies, whatever. Um, but I just, I can't see them actually having a COVID party and being like, well, just get infected now. We'll be fine for the playoffs. It kind of, I, I have like, it's, it's crazy and they shouldn't do it, Yeah, but it does seem like the kind of thing that like gets discussed. Like someone brings it up in a meeting. Like, should we just like, like we would, we would accuse Bill Belichick of being like, Hey, maybe this is the best thing that everyone just gets it. Um, so Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee's show. I want to close with this. And he said, 
Um, he gave a list of things to do to get acclimated to Green Bay. And I want to know how many of them you have done. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Number one, go to a supper club. I've been there. Or I've, you check. Yes. Eat a fish fry on a Friday. Check. Been on a roller coaster at Bay Beach. Uh, I've done a Ferris wheel at Bay Beach. Does that right, count? We're going to count it. We're going to count it. Judges. All right. We're good. Uh, visit Door County. I know you've done that one. Check. Have you had a frosty tip at Dykesville? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Have you gone ice fishing? I've done ice fishing for a story. Does that, that count? counts? 100% okay. that counts. Yeah. In, in Green Bay? Okay. Well, not really in Green And up in the UP. Okay. But it was for a story. And, yeah, story. and you were living in Green Bay at the time? Negative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was in the UP. <laughs> that's all right. I, we're going to count it because you've been ice fishing. Okay. So we're talking about, this is cultural acclimation here. So you've uh, done the thing. And then okay. I, I have to believe you've done this last one, eating cheese curds. Oh, I, fried and unfried. Yes. I I've had, um, the unfried, um, uh, our old photographer would bring them in from like an actual cheese, cheese shop. And they're like, mm -hmm. um, squeaky. Yeah. Um, so I had those. And then I've had, I think I had actual deep fried cheese curds like three days ago. So from, uh, Ruby owl. Up in Oshkosh. Oh, I've never been there. Were they good? They were delish. I love that. You, you loved it. You loved it. The, the tip on the cheese curds, if you want to keep them squeaky, and I do, mm. is you leave them out. Do not put them in the refrigerator. Mm. And it doesn't matter uh, because I usually eat them within like 48 hours. So it's not like they're going to go bad. Yeah. But leave them on the counter. They will stay squeaky. And if you if you get them at the store, they're refrigerated, but you can take them out and they will still squeak if they were fresh. So. I, ooh. Okay. Pro, pro tip. Yeah. Um, and there's a place in Rudolph, Wisconsin that has a cheese curd mix. It's got little mini string cheeses, mini beef sticks, cheese curds, and then like a bacon cheese cube. And it's all in a bag. That's and I have, I have my aunt bring it whenever she comes to visit. Cause I'm just like, I need, I need this. I need this thing. And she lives like, you know, 20 minutes away. So I, I forget what it's called. Um, sorry, Aunt Carol. I forgot what it's called. I, I know uh, my Uncle Gary listens to this. So Gary, hit me up and let me know what that's called. And I will shout it out on the podcast. Uh, Lily, we get to talk about football uh, next week and then a bye. So we get, to, we get to relish that opportunity. Thank you, as always, for being our number one seed. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, Peter. All right. I want to thank Lily for coming on the show. Always great to talk to her. Love our conversations. How many can you say how many of the the staple Green Bay experiences can you say that you have had? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. And let me know which ones of those you're still missing or the ones that you have already accomplished. Let me tell you about this incredible app for anyone who buys gas. That's most of us. Most of us have to drive to get places. We have to buy gas and it's getting more and more expensive to do that. So why not get some money back? My listeners can make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now and use the promo code touchdown to get a bonus 25 cent per gallon fill up on your first offer. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get gas back using get upside. Just download the app. Use the promo code touchdown to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, this is true, are making as much as two or $300 a month. 
and cash back just for doing something you were already going to do. And there's no catch. The cash goes right into your account. Cash out anytime. PayPal, bank account, e-gift card, Amazon, whatever you want. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that 50 cent per gallon bonus on the very first fill up. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, our crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Packers. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with Matt Derry from Locked on Lions. He is always a great sport for us. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.